about your summer camp. Thanks, I'd love to. The Creative Strings Workshop is in its fifth season, or its fifth year, and it's going to be occurring in Columbus, Ohio from June 29th to July 5th of 2009. We hold the camp usually every year the same time, the first week of July. And I like to describe the camp as the ultimate experience um, in improvisation and performance, or I guess I could say it's the ultimate improvisation and performance experience for creative string players. Um, so there's lots of neat things I can tell you about the camp. First of all, I can tell you about some of our faculty that we're going to have this year. Some of the most original and exciting string players on the planet, literally, will be there uh, this year. Such as Jeremy Kittle, who has, of course, in the last year or two been playing viola for the Turtle Island String Quartet. Mm -hmm. um, I think Jeremy's about 24 years old now. I've known him since he was about 18 and uh, worked with him closely back when he was young and he was just coming out as a, as a classical and... Scottish champion fiddle player, um, but since then he's pursued jazz really seriously. So he's a he's a triple threat uh, as far as being classical, uh, Celtic, you know, and other fiddle styles like bluegrass. Um, and his jazz playing is remarkable. He's made a a couple records that feature you know his eclectic stylistic uh, preferences and abilities. Um, so we're honored to have Jeremy come this year. This will be his first year, although I've been good friends with, with Jeremy for many years. Um, also, the amazing Billy Contreras will be at our camp this year. Billy is um, just a, a phenom. He's an incredible, incredible inspirational violinist and teacher. Um, he's without a doubt one of the best bluegrass players and best jazz players in the world. And I think he's only about, again, 24 years old or so. Billy's based in Nashville, and uh, he's been at Mark O'Connor's camps for years and years. Uh, many people have been to classes where Billy and Buddy Spiker teach together. So Billy grew up studying with uh, Buddy Spiker. And uh, Billy is the mainstay of the Creative Strings Workshop. He's been with me every year, or the last four years, I should say. Uh, we're also going to have the incredible Alex Hargraves, who I believe is the youngest fiddler ever to win some national fiddle contest. <laughs> don't quote me. Uh, I don't run in the fiddle circles as much, but Alex is, again, tremendous at fiddle styles, including uh, Texas contest style, old-time fiddling, bluegrass. He's also a tremendous jazz player. Alex uh, was with us the last couple years at the Creative Strings Workshop, and he, even though he's only, I think, 16 or 17 now, 
Uh, last year, we had him doing some teaching, and he is not only an incredible player, but a very articulate, eloquent, uh, and effective teacher. So he'll be teaching this year. By the way, the neat thing about the way this camp works, uh, we've got these great teachers. A lot of camps have great teachers. But at the Creative Workshop, you work intimately with these teachers during the day in rehearsals, in lessons, in group lessons, in clinics, and then you go out and you play alongside these people um, on concerts, in gigs, performances all over the town. So uh, we play in clubs, bars, restaurants, theaters, parks, churches, marketplaces, malls, we'll play anywhere. Yeah, how many, how many gigs did you do in a week last, last summer? We did, we did at least 25 concerts in the week last summer. At least 25. And um, so that's about an average of five concerts a day. And when you consider that we have roughly 30 participants and roughly 10 instructors, um, each one of the participants gets a chance to play lots and lots of concerts. I mean, there's there's more opportunity to perform and to work intimately with instructors than is even possible to take advantage of. What ends up happening is that all the participants that come are pretty much inundated with opportunities. And, uh, and you just take, a, take advantage of as many as you can. We try to customize the experience and tailor it so that it meets the needs of every participant. So if someone's interested in registering for the Creative Strings Workshop, I would encourage you to email me, chris at christianhouse.com, or you can go to me, Christian House, on Facebook. You know, find me at my website, christianhouse.com. It's easy to find me. Just email me and tell me, you know, that you want to come and what it is that you want to study and what it is that you want to do. Do you want to play Latin jazz music with a salsa band? We'll make it happen. Do you want to, you know, work closely with Alex Hargraves playing like old time folk music? We'll make that happen. Do you want to like play with a funk band? We'll make that happen. Would you like to work with a singer-songwriter? Would you like to do arranging for a large string ensemble? We can make any of these things happen. Basically, anything that is creative, and by creative I mean it, it, it includes improvisation, composition, or arranging. Anything that has to do with that, we will get involved with. Uh, stylistically, we're open to anything, although we tend to draw a lot of people that are interested in jazz, and or uh, fiddle styles such as bluegrass, old time fiddling. But, you know, some people are into rock, some people are into Latin music, some people are into uh, R&B, gospel music, and we'll get into all of it. You know, one of the things that I thought was really remarkable about your camp, Chris, was the ratio of student to teacher. Well, thanks. Yeah, uh, we've got basically, like I said, 10 instructors per 30 participants. So do the math. That's one teacher per three students. And that's not an exaggeration. And some of our faculty includes, you know, great rhythm section players as well. So bass, piano, drums. And this is, you know, part of what holds us back as string players is that we don't often have the opportunity to work with rhythm section players, very seasoned rhythm section players who are willing to give you lots of attention and and that's what we do at the Creative Strings Workshop. We have rhythms, we have rhythm sections available, bands available, 
just to provide an opportunity for string players to, to see how they can fit in in these non-traditional contexts. And what about electric strings? Do you incorporate that? Absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest hassles in the real world when it comes to gigging is, you know, as you know, for string players, it's just being heard above the fray. If you've got a drummer or a horn player, you know, good luck cutting through. And, you know, people think it's just as simple as, you know, you have an amp and you have an electric violin, but it's, it's more complicated than that. You really have to be proactive in uh, setting up, setting the stage literally so that you can hear yourself, so that your sound quality is optimized, so that you reduce feedback, you know, all these things. And by going to the gigs every day with us, you will be in a position to make sure that you get a good sound. Now, for example, a good friend of mine, young Mike Block, who is a fabulous cellist, he works with Mark O'Connor's Appalachian Waltz Trio. He has worked with Yo-Yo Ma's Silk Road Project. Uh, Mike is currently touring with uh, a who's who of you know ensembles from fiddle styles as well as jazz as well as classical. He's got his master's degree from Juilliard. Mike has been at the camp the last three years, and uh, he's a great player, and he's become a great multi-stylist. But one of the things we struggled with last um, last summer, we were on a gig and his sound wasn't right, and you know it was getting feedback and it didn't sound good. And I said, "What? You know, what kind of pickup do you have on there?" <laughs> and he had a piece of junk on there. And so I told him, "I said, make sure you get a you know a good pickup because as good as you play, you know, I mean, Mike is literally one of the top, most in-demand cello players in New York City today. I mean, he's, he's everybody's calling him. He's busy doing everything." Um, as great as he sounds, it just didn't make a difference when it came to actually playing a concert because he didn't have a good pickup on his cello. So, you know, we, we address all those and we, we meet those problems head on and we find a way to get you your sound, you know. Um, we've got a lot of, of course, the Yamaha electric strings available there for people to use on the gigs and try out. We also have had a lot of success with using the VMP-1, which is the Yamaha um, acoustic violin pickup which, in fact, after people heard it at last year's camp, I think we've had several people that have wanted to get a hold of one since then and, and have actually purchased one. Um, so amplification is a huge issue. Sound reinforcement is a huge issue. We need to be heard in order to not be forcing our sound, in order to sound good, in order to mix in with the other players on these gigs and these other settings like playing in clubs or theaters and you know in short where you'll play in the real world um so that's a big part of it we address the technology we address the sound concerns sounds great and it sounds like you give a full well-rounded experience on the technical side the theory side the playing side and the business side all of those things are addressed at the camp and it's really fun yeah, I'd like to think so. I, I, I mean, it's definitely a lot of fun. I'm sure about that. And, um, you know, the typical schedule and the typical day is probably people roll out of bed around 10. We've got a really nice uh, college campus setting. So we've got good food. We've got nice facilities, you know, lots of space. And uh, people roll out of bed around 10 in the morning, maybe grab some breakfast, maybe hit a couple clinics, 
which are always very, you know, like I said, very intimate. You might have eight people in the clinic. Um, you might have two, a choice of two going on at any one time, maybe something that's more for intermediate or beginning level, and then something for the more advanced. I and mean, we have a very high level of players there, but we also have a lot of players that haven't yet got into improvisation and they want to get exposed to it in a, in a meaningful way. And by a meaningful way, I mean that they're going to jump right in and they're going to be out performing and rehearsing this music and, and, uh, and dealing with it. Not just going to a class and listening to what people have to say about it or listening to people play it, but actually getting right alongside these players and going out and playing. So typical day, you get up at 10, you do a couple clinics, maybe you catch some lunch, then you're going to have intensive rehearsals throughout the afternoon, <clears throat> and you might go out around one o'clock and do a gig. Then you come back and do some more rehearsals, and then you'll um, have some dinner. And then at night you'll go out and you play at least one, maybe two concerts, and then you'll listen to some of your colleagues as they play as well. Um, and then typically there's jamming that goes on till you know two, three in the morning. So a typical day is from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m., I would say, and people are active all day long, and there's just tons and tons of stimulation um, from, again, your the colleagues that are there, the participants who are all really, um, you know, excited about this. And, and by the way, the participants come from all over the world. We have people from Singapore, Japan, uh, uh, Paris, um, Madrid, um We've had folks from Germany, of course, lots of people from California, New York City, and Canada, and everywhere all across the U.S. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks for telling us about the camp, and um, if people want to sign up, we'll get them the information. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Heather, and thanks so much for all the support that Yamaha has continued to provide for the camp and to me all these years.